Welcome to the Lost Boys and Found Fathers podcast. I'm Gabriel Sullivan, and joining me is my co-host, Will Haycox. We are men who have suffered the loss of a child, and through this production, we desire to offer encouragement, strength, and hope to our fellow brothers who have traveled the same journey. Good morning, Will. How you doing, Gabe? Glad to be here. Yes, sir. This is uh, episode 28, I believe. Again, every time we say that, I'm like, I hope I'm counting right, and someone's out there, someone's not out there yelling at me like, dude. You're supposed to know what how many episodes you had. Well, Podbean uh, says something different. Like I think true. it's one ahead or behind yeah, because of that is true something. So this is our official count twenty eight. Twenty eight. Yeah, we're counting twenty eight. I think the extra one you're talking about is the uh, interview we did with Let's Chat Live. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We That's debated right. whether or not to officially call that an episode, and it was an episode of our podcast, but. T- because we were on it, but technically it wasn't. So yeah, you can argue with us there. Uh, yeah, so. If you are one of the, the brave and proud few who are sticking with us throughout this whole podcast and you've been faithfully listening, first of all, we want to thank you for that. This uh, Gabe and I were just talking earlier, this is coming up on the end of our first year podcasting and it's been great. There have been challenges. Again, if you've listened to all of them, you probably remember the episode where it sounded like we were in a flood or a rainstorm and uh, you couldn't hear anything beyond the the rain pounding on the skylight above us. Um, but we are uh, recording for our first time since, uh, I think we talked about October 2nd, and it is now, what is it, December 11th. So uh, it's been a little bit. But just want to give you a quick recap. If you haven't just listened to episode 26, uh, which is the one that precedes this, episode 27, again, not to get too complicated, it's an interview that we had with uh, John Andrews, yeah, yeah, a friend of yours, Gabe, um, and just the story of of his family and the, and the miscarriages that they've been through, and the way that the Lord's blessed them with a, with a child that's and here, and that they've go ahead, Gabe. I was gonna say, let me give him a little plug. He <clears throat> just released the new book, mm. uh, called well, his first book. It's called Utterly Amazed: Stories from Outside the Boat. Mm. Uh, so pick that up on Amazon. You can get paperback, copy, you can get the digital format, obviously on your Kindle or e-reader, and then mm-hmm. he's also recorded the um, audio version as well. So cool. John Andrews, Utterly Amazed, Stories from Outside the Boats. Fantastic. I read it in uh, two days. Could have yeah. read it in one, but wow. I have kids, and mm-hmm. they were they were around, so I couldn't read it in, in, in one. But it's fantastic. I definitely highly recommend it. Yeah, so I would check out that episode we did with him if you want to know a little bit more about him and his family story and then check out utterly amazed as well so just to give you a quick recap of episode 26 before we get into episode 28 here uh we were we have been talking about just uh the, the overall series uh that we've been trying to finish up here is talking about the meaning of life and specifically the meaning of your child's life whether your child's life mattered and of course we said yes because everything that God does matter. He's the author of life. And so for him to bring a child into existence is, is never an accident. And uh, we kind of finished up episode 26 talking about what if you feel the need to do something. Um, we talked about, you know, at least us, Gabe and I, we, we feel like we're men when there's a problem, when we have a feeling or something, we need to go do something about it. If Maybe if not to make the situation better, it just makes us feel better because we did something. So we just tried to offer you a few practical steps as to maybe what to do that would be beneficial if you're feeling that way about your your child's death. 
most uh, most of those are pretty quick. Like talk to your wife about your child, just so you know you keep keep on the same page with her and and show her that you care and that you're there with her. Tell the story of your child and how God used their lives to strengthen you when appropriate. Uh, say their name when someone asks about your children. Don't just blow past them and you know make sure to mention them. We went into a conversation about how uh, everyone in our society seems to just <clears throat> blow past you know when someone's like, "How you doing?" You just, "I'm good, man, good." And you could have just had the worst month and a half that you've ever had, and you just don't want to get into it. We talked about how it's important to have someone or a few people that you can take time opening up to. But like Gabe said, you don't want to be Debbie Downer. So maybe you shouldn't be the guy going around telling everybody your troubles every time they're like, what's up, man? Because then people will start avoiding you. So last thing that we, uh, I don't remember if we touched on or not um, in that episode. Uh, If we did, I apologize. But even if we did, I think it's worth saying again. Um, One of the more important things to help yourself through the loss of a child, but also to honor the Lord through their lives is to take time and be intentional about encouraging other people and building them up in Christ and encouraging them to draw closer to him. And we've talked about how the peace of God passes all understanding and that that's not just a saying, but that it's true. And it, uh, something that, that Gabe and I and our family has seen and has lived in. And we talked about the, the verses that really has meant a whole lot to me through losing our son Gabriel is Second Corinthians 1, 3 through 4, which says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. So there's a lot of comfort there. And we've every time I think we've read that verse, I've said comfort jumps out a lot. So the peace of God passes all understanding, and he's given you peace, which allows you to be comforted. And I think that's something that we can take the time to talk about and encourage other people that maybe they didn't lose their child, maybe they lost a parent, or maybe they lost their job, or whatever it is. You know, they're, they're struggling mentally, and they're struggling just with coping with life in general. And I think, I think you have to be... Um, maybe tactful in how you talk about that, that you, you shouldn't try to come off as, well, you know, God helped me, so it's all good. He'll help you and just leave it at that. Like, that may not be the most helpful thing, but to just say, you know, hey, I understand, you know, my wife and I struggle with loss of our child in this way, and God helped us, and this is how he helped us. And share that verse with them, share whatever other verse, share some truth, some uh, time that you maybe spent with the Lord in your quiet time that really felt, drew you closer to the Lord and helped you feel his nearness. So I think those are important things to just take time to encourage people and to, to talk about how God has comforted you. And I, do you have any thoughts on that, Gabe? Or Yeah, you know? I think that's great. And I think that us being able to be an encouragement to others is right in line with that verse, you know, which is just reminding us that, you know, we don't go through our difficulties just so that they'll remain our difficulties. You know, we're going to go through them in order to be able to be a blessing and a help to mm-hmm. others. So we need to re- mm-hmm. retain that perspective um, coming out of a situation like this. And, 
you know, realize too that <clears throat> guys are going to all be different. You know, some are going to be having a real hard time with it. Some are not going to be having a hard time with it, mm-hmm. you know, but still being able to be there for folks where they are and meet them, meet them where they are. And you kind of have to know the person a little bit, you know, to be able to, to know where they are, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in their mental and emotional uh, and spiritual process of this. And so, mm-hmm. um, trying to develop those relationships, you know, I think matters. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way you can, um, you know, so that you can offer whatever you can offer to the person. And, and, and two, it's not like, I'll use an example of, of, of me at uh, a couple weeks ago, there's this family that we know had, had lost a little one. Um, can't exactly remember the circumstances, but it was, uh, the, my wife had been meeting with the, the, the wife of this, of this couple. And I met the dude, uh, at a thing at church and, um, you know, we were just talking and then he, I don't know, he kind of brought up a little bit, you know, the situation like, Oh, Hey, I'm so-and-so my wife's been meeting with your wife. And, and I was like, yeah. And then I just kind of like jumped into, you know, this man, you know, man, I'm so sorry that y'all have uh, gone through this. You know, my wife and I, you know, had a hard time years ago and I just want you to know you're going to get through it. And what, I don't know what I said, but then, <clears throat> and the dude like quickly was like, so how about the football game, you know, this weekend mm-hmm. or whatever. And I, and then, and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. that's, mm-hmm. and so then I realized like that was kind of, I think not cool to me to just like jump mm. in and assume this dude wanted to like mm. talk about all this deep stuff, like at this mm. social event we were at, you mm. know, and it would have been better and smarter if I would have just shot the breeze with a guy for a little bit, maybe, and then just tried to get to know him, you know, and develop a relationship with him before I started to offer him this encouragement or encouragement or, mm. or what I thought was some kind of, you know, words of wisdom or whatever so mm-hmm. yeah i think relationships matter and i kind of learned my lesson on that yeah i think i'm prone to doing that too i've uh my wife and i have had uh, some conversations with with someone maybe that my wife and, and the wife of this couple like you say you know kind of connected and, and had those conversations and then when i got together with the guy and we started talking i did the same thing i assumed like okay, well, we're getting together and this is the thing we have in common. So of course that's what he wants to talk about. Right. And yeah, it was that same, like, okay, this is weird. He doesn't really want to, we don't know each other. We just met. And yeah. like, I can understand maybe he doesn't want to seem vulnerable around this guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you said, you know, we're, we're doing this podcast and we are uh, used to talking with each other at least about this. And, you know, I guess you are further along in this journey, and so you took the time to encourage me when we first lost our son, and so you're more comfortable, like we just talked about, talking about how God has comforted you and carried you through this, and uh, I'm getting there, but it's something I guess we all need to remember, like you said, that the relationships matter, and just jumping into, like, here's the steps, you know, this is exactly what God did for me, and the same thing is going to happen to you. It can come off maybe as... Um, a little bit first thing that came to mind is name it claim it but I don't want to go that far but uh, it can come off a little like these are the three steps to Mm -hmm. healing and uh, maybe like you said we do need to take a step back and just be there for and build that relationship and then when the opportunities come up after we have their trust 
then we can get into that. That's so, right. And if it's somebody yeah. that you've got that relationship <clears throat> with already, like we mentioned before, you know, I have these two buddies that right after we went through our situation, they also went through a very similar situation. And but I've known these guys my whole life, right? So it was I had that relationship and I had that trust and I and so I was able to jump right in, you know, because I've known these guys literally since, you know, elementary school and since middle school. Yeah. Um, but with the new, with somebody that's new to your life, yeah, like you said, we mm-hmm. don't want to just jump in as the authority and like, mm-hmm. here's your steps. And while that may be true, like it may be that here's these three steps or whatever, like you said, sometimes folks, they're not ready to hear that yet. Mm-hmm. And they just want to know that somebody's there, that they can have a friend, mm-hmm. even if, and knowing that that commonality is there kind of beneath the layers mm-hmm. but you don't we don't have to necessarily you know jump right in on mm-hmm. that and uh yeah and again guys like i remember talking to this one guy one time and he and his wife had uh miscarried she was not very far along i mean she was i don't know man eight or ten weeks something like that not not very far and well no forgive me they didn't miscarry they thought they were miscarrying and because she just started like you know bleeding or whatever and and, and maybe they were further along i can't remember how far they were but uh, <clears throat> i remember it was super bowl sunday we were getting together and this had just happened that day and so i was like man you know i was feeling really bad and sad for him and you know i was like man i'm so sorry and you know you know god's got a plan like he's gonna get you through this and and he was like dude this just happens he was like this care just happened it's been happening for years. He was like, if that's what God intended for our child, then that's what God intended for our child. And we'll see him one day. He was like, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. Like, and he was like, I mean, I don't know if that was just a facade or if that was just like, he really just saw it that way. Like he was not, it was almost like he wasn't affected at all. Um, but now that concerned me for his wife. Cause I'm like, brother, don't talk to her. Mm-hmm. Like you're talking to me. Cause she's obviously going to be affected, you know, differently. Mm-hmm. Not that he didn't care for his child, not that he didn't care for his wife, but he was so differently wired in that capacity, mm-hmm. um, than I was that, uh, I, I had to kind of back up and be like, okay, he needs something different from me than this like sympathy kind of thing that mm-hmm. I was coming at him with because he didn't need it. Now, thank the Lord, that was just some random thing. They ended up having the child. Child is fantastic, beautiful, and fun. Hmm. Um, wow. But uh, that and that was a blessing for sure. But it was just real interesting to see his his take on things. Mm-hmm. And so I say that to say, people are gonna be at different places. We gotta know them and know where they're at, you know, before we necessarily jump in, you know, mm-hmm. with our with our help. <laughs> There's a difference between helping and encouraging. You know, I mm-hmm. think sometimes they're the same thing. Sometimes they're different. And sometimes being an encouragement is just being there with them and just getting to know them and just hanging out with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another thing that I think was helpful for me, and I don't know uh, how you feel about it, Gabe, if it was something that, that stuck out to you, but I know um, what I have here is like, talk about the ways you've seen God working through the life of your child, dwell on those things when you have a rough day or week or month. Um, For my wife and I, I think I've told the story before, obviously when we, first got into talking about our children um long story short my wife has been to haiti several times she has a heart for haiti and a connection to a an orphanage slash like children's hospital down there like a malnutrition clinic i guess um and instead of asking for flowers or i don't know whatever financial gifts to us after we lost gabriel she 
felt burdened to ask that people just donate to that ministry. And I don't know, even like right after his funeral, like two or three weeks later, we got an update from that that orphanage that I think they'd, they'd gotten like two or $3,000 and that was enough to fully pay for the, uh, like the nutrition treatments or the malnutrition treatments for like 17 kids that it was something that like, basically they, what I understand is they take a child in like about to die, like totally malnourished and, and just in terrible shape. And they have this like super calorie dense and nutrient dense, whatever it is, liquid milky type stuff. And they give them a whole course of that. And in like a month or two months, they come out and they're like supposed to be totally healthy up to, uh, I guess as healthy as as you can get them and something like that, uh, up to a healthy weight and in good shape. And so, uh, it may be a little too clean cut to say it this way, but kind of what I've been holding on to is that through Gabriel's death, the Lord has has used that and used the generosity of the people who know Hannah and I to allow 17 plus children in Haiti to live and to, you know, who knows what God's going to do in their lives in the future. So that's something that for me was really easy to hold on to. And this podcast, another thing that the Lord has, has brought out of losing Gabriel, but when I'm having a tough day, I can just hold on to like, God, I may not understand why you did what you did, but it's not all bad. It's not all bleak. It's not chaos. And you're not in control or like you use this terrible situation for my wife and I to bring life and to bring healing to several children that I'll probably never even meet. So I don't know if that's something that you can relate to, but I think that is a helpful thing to have something to hold on to in the days that it feels like your children's life didn't matter or that this is all just some random chaotic thing and you have nothing to count on. Yeah, I love that. And and I'd say two things that come to my mind in that scenario is, um, two. well, I'll say three. The first thing that just kind of hit me was I think about like reading the Old Testament and a lot of times in the Old Testament what you see is like God's people – or like the prophets or their leaders would recount to them all the good things God had done for them in the past to remember how good God has been to them and how he's taken care of them. You know, it's the God of your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God who brought you out of Egypt, the God who brought you out of slavery, you know, the God who provided you in the, with food and water in the desert. Um, and he would, you know, they would recount all these things to remind people of, hey, you might be going through a tough time now, but remember how good God is. And he's, if we look, you know, from the from the from the future to the past, even during the midst of difficulty, there was blessings, mm-hmm. right? And so just remembering that, and so I think about times where, you know, some stranger has come up to me in some type of uh, social setting, and you know, when I introduced myself to them, they looked at me, you know, quizzically, and then were like, "Are you the Gabriel O'Sullivan that wrote that book?" And then they'll, you know, they just immediately hugged me or they started crying or they've, you know, been like that meant so much to, to me and my wife or to, you know, mm-hmm. to me and my husband. And, and um, you know, that lets me know, okay, that those girls' lives, you know, have purpose. And, and then I also think about the things that I learned and that my wife learned 
through that difficult time because we would not be the people that we are today had we not gone through that terrible situation. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I just thank God for what he taught us through that time, how he brought us closer together as a couple. You know, we're we're a closer husband and wife unit after that event than we mm-hmm. were prior to that event. And mm-hmm. I just think that that was, that was a blessing, you know. Mm-hmm. And so just looking back, I love what you said, looking back and seeing all the good that has come out of that mm-hmm. even – even, even even though it was tragedy. Mm. Yeah, another one that uh, may not be for everyone, but just thinking about Gabe and I's journey that we've been on is, uh, you know, if you're interested in starting some ministry, you feel it laid on your heart, whether it's a podcast or nonprofit, something else, changing careers, whatever it is the Lord's laying on your heart, just be open to the leading that he's given you here. And I guess I've, I thought of this one because Gabe and I were led to do this podcast, but also there's a guy, I've mentioned him before, but I don't, I think I told Gabe, like, I don't want to just throw the guy's name out there because I don't, I haven't talked to him to know if that's cool, but there's a guy that uh, we have talked to um, on Facebook who he, long story short, he's, he's here in Spartanburg, South Carolina, and um, he, since he lost his son, he had, he had an adult son, he somehow found our podcast he felt the lord working in his heart to to do something and to give to others through his pain and he i think started his own ministry just to to love on homeless people and to to provide food and whatever other necessities to them and to witness to them too it's it's not just a uh, it's not just a ministry to give them things but it's also like he's taking the time to preach to them and and have a Bible study for them, but he also apparently just started uh, a new job like a month or two ago. I just I keep up with him on Facebook. I haven't really talked to him in a while, but he left a good, stable job that's outside of, of ministry or nonprofit and uh, took a job working at, I think it is a homeless-related ministry. Like I say, again, I haven't gotten up with the guy, but that's just an example that you know, when the Lord works in your heart, if he's working in your heart to do something like that, don't be afraid to shake up normal or whatever normal looks like in your life and to be faithful. And, and this guy, I don't know if he's listening still or if, if he's going to listen to this podcast, but just want to to let him know that he's an encouragement to me. And uh, it's, it's really cool to see that he's been faithful to follow where the Lord has led him through the grief of losing his son. Um, but that's just a thing there that maybe nothing else needs to be said about it, but just you know, awesome. keep your keep your heart open there if the Lord's working in you. And the last thing, you know, I think the most important thing that, that I thought uh, that you could do actively to deal with the, the loss of your child and, and knowing that their life mattered and, and taking action is just to, take the time to glorify God for the opportunity to be a father in general. Um, and never try to forget your child or stop thinking about them because you're afraid of the pain. Uh, obviously we talked about, you know, humans are, are pain averse. We try to avoid it whenever we can. Sometimes that's good. You don't put your hand on a hot oven, but sometimes it can be bad if you don't deal with things and, uh, allow stress or grief to just pile up and pile up to the point where you can't handle them anymore and uh, just brings your 
your life crashing down around you, but <clears throat> we know that the pain you feel over losing someone, whether that's a friend, a family member, or a child, you know, whoever it is, is because you love that person. And it's a even though pain by itself is not good, this pain, if you really think about it, is a good pain because it reminds you of who you have loved and who you lost. And you know, if you're a believer, you know that you'll see your child again in heaven and your pain isn't necessarily about loss, but it's more of a longing, or at least that's the way I look at it, that it's more of, I, I knew this person, I love them, and I'll see them again one day, but I can't do it yet. And it's right. It, it's what God designed us to do and, and how he designed us to be to long for those that we can't be with. And it's, I'm sure I, I'm blessed that both my parents are still here with us and, and both my in-laws are, are still living. But, you know, when they start to, to die, someone that you've had a relationship with your whole life, I know, you know, I've reflected on mortality and, and what that's going to be like. And I'm sure there's going to be, I know there's going to be a lot of pain and a lot of heartache, but it's a good sense of pain that, that all four of my, my parents and in-laws are believers. I know where they're going and I'll see them again, but it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt to not be able to run up to them and, and have a conversation and uh, to open up and to share your life with them. So I think that's a an important thing to focus on is that, yes, pain isn't good or fun, but the fact that you're in pain over the loss of your child reminds you that you love them and can remind you too that you're going to see them again in the future. Mm. So I think that's that's something we need to focus on. And that's awesome. last thing I wanted to say too is just to, to make it a practice of praising God inwardly and praising God outwardly and openly that he made you a father. And I know for me, it, it gave me a new perspective on life and what it meant that God is the author of life and he allows us to have a small glimpse of what it means to have an unconditional love that we couldn't understand if we weren't able to be parents. I don't think you can understand. I know I didn't before I was a parent and we'll talk about this in the next episode that we're, we're about to record after we finish this one up. But it gives us the chance to think about or even try to imagine the love that God has for us because we can see, you know, we feel this way about our children who are imperfect humans and God loved us enough to send his son down here to die for us, even though we are sinners and his son was perfect and innocent. So I think those are easy things to say, I guess, and harder things to, to preach to yourself and remember when you're going through the, the middle of that pain. But I, I know that for me, it's been very helpful to just take the time to, to try to be thankful. And, um, you know, I, I wanted to say at the end of this one too, when I, when I made my notes that we talk a lot about, um, you know, the hope we have and the assurance we have that we are going to heaven and we're going to see our children again. But I don't know if we've mentioned it uh, explicitly before, like some of you listening may not be believers. And I just wanted to say, you know, you can reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever. And I'm glad to 
encourage you further to to read your Bible and to, to pray with you. But you know, Gabe and I are, unless we know you personally, you know, you maybe it better maybe it's better for you to talk to a friend, family member, or, or pastor. But if you don't have a relationship with the Lord and you're questioning these things, do I have assurance that I'm going to heaven? You know, what does that even mean? Don't delay. As soon as you hear this, seek the Lord and He'll answer. And you know, don't don't put it off till tomorrow. You never know. You know what whether today is to promise to you or if you'll make it through the night. And if you are are feeling curiosity about what it means to be a Christian, open up your heart and, and ask the Lord to reveal Himself to you. And I think He'll be faithful and He'll do that. So. That's awesome, man. Thank you so much. So with that, we're going to end this episode. Next episode is going to be great. It's going to be on surviving the season. So thank you all for joining us today. Make sure you follow Lost Boys and Found Fathers on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can also check out my book on Amazon. It's called That Will Be Done. Put a question mark at the end of that. Type in my name, Gabriel O'Sullivan. Thank you all again for joining us. Let's not be lost. Let's be found in him. 